Blog Talk Radio. Wilmer Leon. Hey, uh, 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 Wilmer, how are you? This is Leo and, Leo and Lila here at the L.A. Still Show. How are you? Oh, great. How are you? Good. I'm glad you could be on with us tonight. Um, well, thank you very much for the invitation. Well, uh, you know, I appreciate it. Uh, you know, we, we uh, looked at your book and, uh, you know, looked at your uh, your work, and I think uh, we've got a lot to talk to you about tonight. Uh, how, thank you. This is Lila. I'm Leo's co-host, and um, yes, that's quite a book you've written. And uh, oh, thank we're you. living in very challenging times, and it was interesting to uh, see your perspective and give an explanation for uh, racism and how um, it was really part of the foundation of our country 
And um, I wanted to talk to you about that a little bit, um, about the military entertainment imprisonment complex uh, that you mentioned and how it has changed our national landscape. What did you mean about that? Well, uh, Dwight Eisenhower warned us in his farewell address back in 1960 uh, about the convergence of interests of the military, uh, legislators, and private sector interests and the military-industrial complex. And that, you know, has morphed into now uh, the prison-industrial complex. And so, and so we, can, we can see a number of, uh, you know, of different elements that, that converge in order to uh, create a narrative that uh, convinces people that they need to forego operating in their own interests, in their best interests, and uh, uh, look to this, you know, this neoliberal uh, um, direction and uh, a support of business interests. And that's just, uh, really supported by the entertainment industry. Is that what you're saying? Are they, well, that are they the, a narrative for us all, really, uh, socially and otherwise. Well, you know, the entertainment industry has always been used as a vehicle to um, convey narratives that the dominant culture wants people to accept. Uh, we can go back. We can go back to and 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 Edward Bernays, uh, the 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 father of propaganda in this country, understood very clearly how to use the news and how to use entertainment in order to uh, convey certain uh, again narratives that they want conveyed. For example, the De Beers mining industry and creating this false concept that diamonds are actually rare and valuable. Uh, using movies, diamonds are a girl's best friend, and, and, and use, using uh, Broadway and using movies to convince people that diamonds are rare and diamonds are valuable, when they actually really are not. It, the, the, the value of a diamond has more to do with the... Um, uh, control that De, that De Beers has on releasing diamonds on the market as opposed and controlling availability on the market. Uh, women smoking, for example, and the use of cigarettes and how Western movies and uh, 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 war films and whatnot were used to convince people that smoking was okay. So there have been a number of examples of how the entertainment industry has been used to convey certain narratives, uh, and then we can even get into social constructs such as uh, racism and and uh, 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 white supremacy and oppression. The movie Birth of a Nation, for example, and and how uh, how how that was used. Uh, so yes, the entertainment industry has played a, a, a huge role in in all of this. I think uh, I was going to ask you because I, you know, I, 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 it's a prevailing uh, uh, thing in your in your essays. But uh, one thing that that always that really struck me ever since uh, 
uh, Obama, actually, since the, since the uh, Obama um, era, um, was that the, um, I don't know if it's acceptance or if it's just the uh, existence of far more uh, minorities uh, you know, on television, far more minority um, we have professors, uh, people in universities, uh, writers, uh, actors, and so on, getting getting far more recognition, and I, I believe that's a great thing. But what what surprises me, and I'm sure it must have surprised you, is is how uh, I'm not sure how old you are, but uh, I'm 57. You're 57. Okay, you're in the same uh, uh, in the same era, basically as we are, but. Um, you saw the whole ch transformation, of, uh, not only in the movies but in theater and so on, of the presence of, of uh, 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 African Americans, you know, Black Americans, how they suddenly became um, uh, accepted uh, in society. And how do you? What is your? Uh, how do you sense that? Or, you know that that acceptance. How do you? Uh, see that in your uh, overall in the history of the last few years, especially since the uh, in some of your essays uh, you, you spoke about the economic aspects of slavery and how that was uh, that created uh, this uh, uh, a wealthy country. Uh, yeah, this really country, did. exactly on the backs of uh, of, of slavery. Uh, how do you ref how do you um, rationalize that in your in your own? Uh, mind looking at that and through the through the uh, years and years and years of, of oppression and slavery and racism um, to now okay do you see that do you think that there is anything has, has racism actually changed or has it become worse under uh, Trump or under you know under the uh, recent uh, well you you're getting to really my question which yeah. is how much have we really deviated from our foundation? How much have we changed? Which, <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I, that's, that's what my question is. Uh, I think we still have slave labor. Oh. Uh, yeah. Not the same kind. It maybe looks a little different. And where, where are the new plantations, do you think? Because they're there. Is it business? Is it... Well, the cities where so many poor people are trapped. And, and I know that you're friends with Cornell West, and he supports supports your work quite well. But he was one of the most outspoken. Yeah, uh, I like uh, Cornell on, West. On, uh, yeah, on on Great. the concept of Obama's plantation, right? Uh, can you you you, you know he yeah, would say so that quite well, often. <laughs> so, we just uh, had some questions. We'll let you yeah, do the answering. Uh, you know yeah. the answers. Well, there, yeah, there were. There, well, I, I don't know that I have the answers. Uh, uh, there, there were. There were. I think I can. I can. I can follow your your question. Um, uh, for, well, you asked where are the new plantations? Uh, many of them can be found in 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 prison industries. When you when you when you look at 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 how uh, through call centers. Through you know, uh, uh, many people in this country still don't realize that if they call an airline to make a reservation, or if they if they call to order certain products over the internet, many of them may actually be talking to uh, individuals that are uh, that are inmates in prisons across this country, making uh, making pennies on the dollar. Uh, the assembly. Go ahead. 
uh, we weren't aware of that. That's I didn't realize they were uh, manning the call center. I didn't either. No. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, they're, they're manning call centers. They're making furniture for for government offices. They're they're assembling uh, dental uh, uh, equipment. Uh, all types of uh, prison labor industries are are in in in, uh, in in prisons all over this country. Um, you know, I don't I don't really go ahead. I'm sorry. I, I was I was very surprised that they were doing such sophisticated type of work. Uh, and and uh, call centers. My God, uh, all the uh, financial and and information and stuff that goes over the phones. Uh, you know exactly. Would, uh, that is very strange that uh, that that uh, convicted uh, <laughs> prisoners would be taking all this kind of information from him, making orders and everything else. That they're doing that. They're they're doing that. They're they're making uh, furniture for uh, for government offices. Uh, again, they're assembling uh, all, all types of um, all types of uh, of machinery and, and whatnot. Again, for 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 pennies on the dollar. Um, you know, I don't I don't really think that that racism in America has really gone anywhere it it just it it changes sometimes in how it manifests itself it's not quite as it's it's not necessarily as direct and as in your face uh as it as it used to be but depending upon the economy and as the, as the as the economy contracts as jobs become uh, hard, as 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 good-paying jobs become harder to find, as uh, a, a lot of um, working-class whites who have been convinced that they're that 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 they are entitled to a certain standard of living, as those things start to become compressed, uh, then the racial backlash starts to manifest itself. Um, I think the election of Donald Trump, mm -hmm. to, uh, there were a number of factors that uh, resulted in the election of Donald Trump, but a white backlash to the election of Barack Obama played a very big role in, in um, uh, galvanizing the interests of poor and and working class uh, and many educated, uh, there's a reason that Donald Trump said on the campaign trail, "I love the uneducated." I don't know if you all remember when he said that. Um, I do. So you know there are there are a number of uh, so so I don't think that racism in this country has has really uh, lessened. It 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 just tends to manifest itself now in different ways. You know what surprised me, and I, I, I'm sure you, you're familiar with this uh, statistic, but um, what shocked me, and I heard it just the other day, uh, was uh, that under the Clinton administration uh, policies, um, you know, the, the, the and and going on, you know, all the all the, uh, all the uh, latter uh, presidents as well, 
but primarily under Clinton, uh, there were more people, more today, more uh, black, black people are incarcerated in uh, in federal in, in in prison, all right, than there were uh, people than there were slaves on, in slavery during the slavery period. Is that does oh, that sound? I, I, Oh, absolutely. Yeah, the the 1994 crime bill, and the the the, the impact that that the 1994 crime bill had on the African American community was was horrific. Uh, yeah. The the three strikes and you're out uh, program. Uh, uh, also, uh, Bill Clinton's ending welfare as we know it. Uh, oh. There are a number. Yeah, there are a number of uh, of um, of programs under Bill Clinton that you know a lot of people have or have 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 portrayed excuse me Bill Clinton or portrayed this myth of Bill Clinton as being this incredibly liberal, progressive, you know, far left guy. And that that couldn't be further from the truth. Bill Clinton, his whole objective, in fact, the creation of the Democratic uh, Leadership Council, was to move the Democratic Party further right. And one of the one of the main reasons why Republicans revile Bill Clinton to this day is because he was able to take a lot of Republican programs rebrand them as his own and and make them and make them uh get them past his legislation. Mhm. Uh, do you remember when he um uh, was it Gorsuch not the judge but the um who was the what was the name of the guy the Republican guy that he hired to uh uh in in the Clinton administration Clinton hired him I forgot his name. I can see his face. Hired him to do what? To 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 be a liaison between him and the Republican Party, basically. I don't. Uh, Gore, his name is Gorsuch, I believe. Or Gore. I don't. Do you, do you recall who that was? Not off the top of my head. Uh, he very. He became a very influential guy in the cabinet, and not in the cabinet, but in the administration. But because he was hired as an aide, he was a former senator or something. But he was taken in, hired by the Clinton administration to uh, uh, um, lobby, basically, the, the Republican Party for the Clinton administration and create. And this is how Clinton was able to um, steal most of the Republican agenda. You know what I mean? During that during that time. And what's, what yeah. frightens me to this day, what, what scared me to this, what, and I hated this person, I hate this woman, uh, Hillary Clinton was, I mean, she was the carbon copy, probably worse than her husband Bill, you know? And uh, and yet all of these liberals, all right, uh, were, were, uh, were, were enthralled by her, you know? I never understood And uh, I just can't, you know, we just can't understand it. I mean, not that we were... Uh, not that we've been Republicans or we're anything, but the uh, the frightening concept of a Hillary Clinton as a, as president was was just beyond the pale of any 
reasonable, rational thinking person. You know, can you explain that to me? How, how the how the black yes, community? I didn't understand why was so enthralled why by so her. so many yeah. black people support supported her when she when her. she supported her husband well, while he was in the White House, and I didn't think it was a great time for a lot of black people. But the only thing he did was put his retirement office in Harlem. I can't think which of he, Which well, he later moved to, to, to uh, Goldman Sachs' headquarters, yeah. Well, I think, again, the the narrative that gets created and the narrative that gets promoted is incredibly powerful. And so when, you know, Bill Clinton gets labeled, I think it was Nikki Giovanni who who labeled Bill Clinton as the the first black president, Um, you know, that was just utterly, utterly foolish. Um, uh, that 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 was that was just utterly foolish. Um, so so there are certain um, uh, um, narratives that get that get promoted uh, within the Republican Party, and then unfortunately, too many within the African American community accept these narratives uh, without really really. Qu- questioning them um and you wind up with this with this blind support for for Hillary Clinton um i thought that it was uh incredibly immature politics for the congressional black caucus to come out and support Hillary Clinton in the in the uh 2016 election without extracting from her any commitments to do anything po- uh, policy-related for the community. Um, I, I thought that was incredibly naive. Well, the labor unions didn't supported her, and they didn't get anything. No, no, they didn't. Right. Uh, you know, that they, they went lockstep the same way, yeah. and right. I was very upset about that. Yeah, we we were we were we, well unions had been um, the AFME union actually had been sponsoring our show for many many years, and uh, we yeah, I, <laughs> we, I we, 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 we said, were you know we get just, something before you jump on the ship, will yeah, you? Yeah, and uh, yeah, their spokesman were were was was, was rather non-committal, but uh, yeah, no, it was it was, it, it was hard yeah, because was hard, I feel hard, the same way you do that that you know you should get something. Especially for. you know especially when Bernie Sanders came around and when you saw what was happening then and then when you saw what he 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 did okay and and conceded to her eight days before the convention yeah. it was like it was like the biggest political traitor I've ever I've ever. Uh, what was your take seen, on that? You know, in, in any part. So, what was what was my take on what? On Bernie Sanders conceding eight days before the convention, because I think he would have been our president. You, I think he would have won. Yeah, I really do. If he, if it hadn't been for for her conniving and the Democratic criminality, you know. Oh well, they, yes. Uh, I without yes, if if the if the Democrats had not stacked the deck, then right. I agree with you. Bernie Bernie definitely would have been. The Democratic nominee, and there would have been absolutely, I think, no contest 
between Bernie Sanders and uh, Donald Trump. But I think I, I think Bernie Sanders under understood the writing on the the reality the the real politique that he was uh, up against, um, and I, I think he 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 didn't want to take it to the convention and and wind up with their he didn't want to be he didn't want to come out of that process as looking like a spoiler he, I, I think he, he, i think yeah i think he i think he looked at he understood the that the machine the democratic machine was was geared up against him yeah. and that he did not want to take this to the convention and wind up looking like a spoiler. Uh I, I think I think okay. that was the political calculus that he that, that he engaged in. I think but personally, my my feeling is I think the guy was a, was a was, you know when when he did that, and I I had my doubts and reservations all the way through, but with him, but but when he did that, it just proved to me that the guy was the guy the guy was a, was who wasn't real. I mean, number one, he was a democratic socialist, independent. You know, as well, he a, was never a democrat. I mean, no, no, a democratic socialist, yeah, independent. Right. Okay, and. The only thing that he – he always supported Clinton and Clinton's thing and whatever. And But the thing that bothered me so much about him was so many people were were counting on him, counting on him mm-hmm. were, were depending on him, were, were, were behind him, that he made – this bastard made $220 million, okay, right at the in end small there. donations and whatnot. You know how much he spent on his campaign? A hundred and twenty million, according to the campaign stats. There was a hundred million dollars left in the po- in in his pocket, okay, which he t- which he was allowed to take. That was not democratic money, okay. Though that was all money that he collected in donations for himself for his now, own what, candidacy. Now what he does with what that, they do with that money now. Okay, this is what all of these guys do. Okay, they pocket it. Now all of a sudden he said, "Now what did he do? He went la di da di da." The next day, then what? Two days later, he goes out and buys a million dollar piece of property in in New Hampshire, not even uh, on a lake. Vermont. No, New Hampshire. New Hampshire. Okay. And uh, not even his own state, on the lake somewhere. All right. But what it was was it was such a. Uh, such a, a kick in the teeth well, to his supporters. Well, it was a betrayal to his supporters. But not only that, it's just an obvious betrayal. But this guy was all ego and money. Ego and money was what it came down to. And I mean, and then all of a sudden he's got the he's got the nerve, the audacity after the after the the election, okay, to to talk about the Bernie revolution and then ask his supporters for more money. I mean, if this guy isn't a con man, I don't know who the hell was. Right. What are you, what's your well, opinion on that? I, I just remember an interview that Bernie Sanders did in May of 2016, and he was asked point blank, 
if you do not get the Democratic nomination, will you support Hillary Clinton? And he said back in May, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, in, so in, in my opinion, he he had he had folded his tent long before the uh, message to break camp had been had been delivered. He he was letting people know all along. To to me, when you when you make that concession, so early or that admission so early in the process, you've already conceded defeat. That's true, but yet but yet he still was out there, you know, campaigning and taking monies and 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 promising stuff to people and so on and so forth. And and it's like. You know, Such a betrayal. he was he was just another Judas. I mean, this guy was was a well. Me, well, I'm not I'm I'm not I'm not going to I'm not I'm not ready to 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 throw him under the bus like that. Let me let me let me let me ask you to to consider this. When you when you look at the Democratic platform and when you look at the things that Hillary Clinton wound up having to support. A lot of those issues she got to because Bernie Sanders forced her to get there, and so, no, so I, I credited. Go, she was go ahead. A horrible person that that no matter what she was forced to take, it 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 it, it was irrelevant. You know what I mean? Because nobody in their right minds, all right, would vote for a piece of of garbage like that. Okay. Uh, even if they had Trump, well, she did. You know, she did win the popular vote. Yeah, but well, that's bullshit. By by she, by by three million by three million votes. Yeah, but what did she win? What did she win? Okay, but I mean, even Obama himself went out there and asked all the illegals. No, 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 my, no. I'm just I'm just saying that I'm just po- I'm just saying that in response to your in response to your point that nobody would support that. Hillary Clinton did win the popular vote by three million votes. So somebody voted for her. That's, but you know that's 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 not true either. Okay, you know Hillary Clinton was the biggest con that ever was given to the to the to, to the people, and the Democratic oh, Party destroyed I, I, itself in the process. Okay. Wait, I would oh, I don't. I, I'm not. I'm not debating. I'm not debating any of that with you. My only point is, my only point is, you said you said that nobody would vote for that, and Hillary Clinton won the popular vote. And not only that, if if it hadn't been for the cross check program that wound up uh uh knocking registered voters off of the rolls in Michigan and in Arizona and in Pennsylvania and North Carolina, Donald Trump would not have won. We would be looking at President Clinton, not looking at President Trump. I I I think there was I think there was a lot of voter fraud on both sides. And, no, uh, no, I, no, I, absolutely not. Uh, you, oh, you, I, you do not know. You that may be your opinion, and you are entitled to your opinion, but you do not have any data to support that position. That's not true, Greg Pillai. You do not. Well, what is it? Get p- provide for me the data that shows that there was voter fraud. On the Democratic side of the equation. Oh my God! Well, you know, it, it, since the Democrats rigged 
all of the primaries, okay, against Bernie. Data. Not, no, I need data. I'm a political scientist. I'm not a political scientist. I'm not engaging in hyperbole. I need you to provide for me the data that shows that there was voter fraud on the Democratic side. Voter fraud does, is, is, is so negligible in this country. We're talking about of all the votes cast in this country, we're talking about point zero 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 nine seven. That is statistically insignificant. There is no voter statistically speaking, there is no voter fraud in this country. It doesn't hey, happen. In some kind of freaking weird land, man, because we have been, I mean, everything down as far as going back to, to George W. Bush, okay? I mean, we have been under the under the flood of, of uh, voter fraud. No, okay, don't confuse had... don't confuse voter suppression and well, and voter to... fraud. Those are two maybe... different things. Okay, I can see. No, we're not. No, 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 no. No, we are not. That is not a semantic conversation. Voter fraud is when someone goes to the polls and misrepresents who they are in an attempt to vote illegally, which is a felony, or vote more than once. Voter suppression is a totally different animal. You're comparing apples and aardvarks. I can see. I can see that. You're absolutely okay. right. Okay. You're okay. Okay. I see that, but there is okay. voter suppression, which is which. Oh, is there bad. is. Oh, there is huge voter suppression. Now, you, now you and I again. I've got plenty of data to support that position, but voter fraud does not occur in this country. I, I think I think we miss well as the politicians say I misspoke. <laughs> okay, okay, and and and, and, and I can accept that. <laughs> yes. So we're on the same page that way. And okay, I, I'm okay. Thinking back, I'm thinking back to some statements that Jimmy Carter had made about uh, our elections. Uh, that he he couldn't be one of the representatives to yeah, yeah, to, to monitor them yeah, because he felt that there was voter suppression not and, just suppression and, complete, and problems. He said, but anyway, he said the American election system was completely unverifiable. All right, is what he said in '76, and he was right. Uh, between between the ballots, uh, between the between the uh, uh, primaries, between the uh, uh, all of the uh, irregularities and differences between uh, 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 states, re- states and requirements and, and secretaries of states and so on and so forth. Improving who you are in some states. Yeah, when uh, you know, twenty-five percent you know, of the uh, of the uh, of those those registered are either registered illegally or dead. You know, uh, many of them. Uh, but anyway, and, then, and, and they're being used and used and used time again. But um, but you know, the, the thing that amazes me, Wilmer, is that. Is that in all of this? It all comes down to you know what we're dealing with is semantics, all right? It's like it's like what Trump what Trump went through, uh, you know, trying to say that he was wiretapped, all right? Right. Oh yes. Wiretapped? No, nobody wiretapped him. 
they don't do that anymore. It's you know, surveilled they, or was, whatever it was. was. under surveillance, okay? Uh, digital surveillance or whatever. You know, it's like it's like the whole thing is like. Well, you have when you're dealing with legal points, and when you're writing a book, <laughs> you you have to know the proper language to speak. But anyway, I think I think we're I think we're totally in agreement with uh, <laughs> there is a lot of voter suppression, and I guess that's what we're talking about. Well, tell me, tell me what. And, yes, know. and that is a go ahead, and that is a huge problem in this country. Absolutely. Really is. And really I is. think we understand where it's coming from. It's it's those narratives that get. Uh, put into the culture that people believe it's sort of like weapons of mass destruction. I mean, you hear Correct. it so many times, it becomes like, oh, I heard that. That must be true. I mean, a lot of this yes. is done through psychology, and it's very well understood, um, except the people that are hearing it don't necessarily understand. What, what's your opinion of fake news? Yeah, who do you, who okay. do you think's putting it out, and what do you and what do you what is real and what's not real? Because we face that all the time here. And I'm sure you do. Well, I, I, I think, I think uh, in fact, I said, to, I said to a number of people, uh, my goodness, this is probably during the summer, when I, when I first heard the reference of fake news, I mm. said, this is, going, this is going to become the, the mantra that is used to discount reality. Oh. And I don't – go ahead. No, no, we, no agree we, we, we agree with you. Yeah, yeah, totally yeah I don't, I don't, I don't think, I, I, I don't think that 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 quote unquote fake news is merely as big of an issue as the Trump administration tried, or, or the Trump campaign, and later the Trump administration tried to make it out to tried to make it out to be. Hillary well, um, campaign was far more aggressive in doing it. I mean, do you know during her during the during the, her election uh during the campaign, it was noted that she actually paid out of her campaign fund six point three million dollars was, was noted for paying for internet trolls, basically trolling, all right? Uh, and 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 uh, you know for pushing out the fake news. And I'll tell you something. Went on I, I got I got more crap on on Facebook and uh, media than than uh, I'd ever seen. Okay, about Trump or or uh, you know even even about Hillary, but especially about Trump. So my when I when we try to analyze the news every week, you know, try to put this show together. Uh, it'll go through hundreds and hundreds of articles and books or authors or, what, or, or whatnot, uh, whatever the source. And I find that the mainstream media is without doubt the greatest source of fake news that there is in this country. They manipulate them, just like you said earlier about Bernays. He was, you're absolutely right. And, you know, there was a famous, very famous quote by, uh, I believe it was uh, Woolsey, uh, 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 back in 1981, when he took over the uh, 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 the, uh, the CIA, mm-hmm. his quote in his first meeting, I actually have the quote uh, in, his, in the first meeting that he had with his staff, it's quoted that he was congratulating them all and saying, "We're finally to the point where uh, not everything that we do, okay, is doing where 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 we are." Every, the, the American people no longer know what's real and what's not real, and he thanked the the, the staff for, for for doing that. You know, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, because we now we're now at a point where all of the news that we promote, they believe, regardless if it's true or not. You know, and uh, you know, and and they had all of they had CBS and ABC and NBC just like they have today, but now we're finding that CNN, okay, their own producers and the people that were fired and so on and so forth have come out and said that they are paid regularly by different countries, by different uh, corporations. corporations and so on, to put out phony news and produce these phony news programs, okay, to support either the product or to, uh, push, you know, promote, put, promote individual. Or, or, you know, one of the, some, some country that's on our crap list now, you know, or something like that. So this is, this is very, very common. And then when when we saw because I've been in radio for what we've been here we've been in radio and TV for 20 years almost now, and as we see it and we heard it and we've seen it over and over and over and over again ever since the Bush uh, in 2000 to now you know uh, all the election cycles and uh, thousands of articles I've written it's just you 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 kind of know when you're being bullshitted you know and uh, you yes. know. And just like you do, and you, you say, okay, this this is crap. And then you look at who wrote it. <laughs> okay, this is crap. Throw this out. Throw that out. You know, uh, there 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 is there are hundreds, and I literally hundreds of, of sites and uh, and uh, news sites uh, that I that I I won't read. Okay, or won't won't consider. Reuters is one of them. Associated Press, New York Times, Washington Post, all of these. They're all completely manipulated. And that they, they, it's just uh, you know uh, independent reporters that get out there and do what well, they do. Well, I think it, I, I'm hopefully this what I'm saying is not going to be true, but what I'm seeing among the people that I work with is they're just withdrawing yeah. Yeah. from involvement in politics, from reading anything, and they're you know because they don't know what's real and what's not real. They feel they, like it's know. all out of their control. That's what difference right. does it make? I can't affect any change. I'm being manipulated, mm-hmm. so I just I just won't look at it. Yeah. That's what I'm hearing from people. Well, is that your is well, that what there are, Oh, there are, there are there are a lot of people that are taking that position and I think that that's very unfortunate. Uh yeah. one of the things that I that I'm that I always say to my students is it's a it's a matter of sources, and it, it's a matter of you know, it, it, one of the things that amazes me is is with the advent of the cell phone technology that we now have more power in the in the palm of our hand than we had when I was in college reading three newspapers a day. Yeah, and, but somehow. But somehow, with the power of those devices in this information age, in this age of information, there's less information available. So, so it 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 becomes incumbent upon the reader to to really be much more discerning in in the sources that they go to, and. Uh, uh, and you've got to cross-reference two or three sources. For example, the Financial Times and and uh, Der Spiegel and uh, the the New York the New York Times or the Washington Post. You've got to you've got to go to two or three different sources 
in order to be sure that what you're reading has some validity to it. But even even so, some of the sources you quoted, I mean, they're they're they're. It's just like the, uh, you know, I, I get the biggest kick out of the mainstream media networks. I mean, you go at, go to a six thirty newscast, right? Uh, you get oh yeah, newscast, right? Every and you see the you see the same stories in the same order. Identical, and not only identical, at but identical time. at the same time. So you you know right. Thirty. Everybody's opening with the same stories at six. Oh, you know, six thirty-five. Same story. You know what I mean? As, as every station. So, and then you know, with, what makes things even even more even worse is that when you turn the channel, you get the same damn advertisement for opioid constipation. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> Absolutely right. Am I right or am I at, right? At- no, no, no. You, you, you're, it's funny. Now, it's funny. It's, it's funny that you make that particular reference of <laughs> opioid constipation as the problem with opioids has become uh, so prevalent in mainstream American society. Because if if we go back to if we go back to the late '60s all the way through the mid-70s, the, the face that was put on opioid abuse was African Americans and other people of color, and they were just considered junkies, and this was a crime problem. Now that this problem has, now that this problem finds its way into middle-class white America, now this is a health issue that right. needs to be did you did you see the um did you see the town hall meeting that Bernie Sanders did from West Virginia on CNN about a month ago No no I didn't see uh, that anything with Bernie Oh oh you when you when you get a chance you this was incredibly incredibly uh, eye opening They they it, basically it was all of these Trump supporters who are now being faced with the reality of having their health care taken away from from them and all these other problems. And uh, what they talked about was the number of um, opioids that are being dumped into these very small towns in West Virginia and, and how these folks are becoming addicted to these prescription medications. And here was the amazing thing. Uh, a, a, a local, a, a state representative from West Virginia stood up and said, we lobbied to have private prisons built in West Virginia so that we could create jobs in these very small towns. But the problem that we're now having is we're having to bus in people from outside the state to fill these jobs because the local people in West Virginia can't pass the drug tests. Oh my God! Oh, that is so tragic. The number they were they were talking about again. We're talking very very small towns in West Virginia. They were talking the number of pills per person. That were, that are being allocated to these towns is like 1,700 pills per person 
that are being dumped into these towns. So we're talking oxycodone and other uh, other prescription opioids, and 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 it's decimating these very small towns and communities in in rural um, places in America. That is so sad. If you, if you get a, if you get a chance if you get a chance go and watch that Bernie Sanders town hall from West Virginia. Uh, it was about a month ago. It is it is incredibly um, uh, eye opening. So so you still have some form of uh, what what's the word? Um, some some. Uh, do you think respect for Bernie? Do you think so? As, as, as no, let me let me no let me let me just say that that I'm not that I I'm not as readily dismissive. Um, um, I thought that, uh, and again, and I think if you go back and watch this program, you'll and, and and the thing is, I'm listening to the people in the audience. I'm not listening yeah. to Bernie Sanders. Well, you know, so it was. It was a Bernie. It was a Bernie. It was a Bernie Sanders town hall, but I'm listening to what the people in the audience are saying about the problems that they now find themselves faced with, as they are coming to grips with the realities of a Trump administration. I'm not really paying that much attention to Bernie Sanders. I'm listening to what the audience is saying. Well, right now, right now, I, I just noticed that I, that I, I, I was going to read this tonight too, if I had a chance. But Trump uh, is now uh, on a Quinnipiac poll, just taken uh, recently. He's at a 37 percent approval rating across the board. Well, right? I don't think that matters to him. No, no, of course it does. He's uh, he's like, uh, why do you think he's going to? But that that's been to a great degree. Uh, I mean, you know, people well. People are coming to understand that you get what you vote for, and they're now really starting to see that uh, you can't you can't manage America the same way you manage a business. Oh, you're right. You're right. You can't. Uh, you can't. The only the only thing that was attractive, okay, that especially if you file bankruptcy six times. I mean, this guy, this guy bankrupted, this guy bankrupted a casino. How in the world do you bankrupt a casino? The whole, the whole objective behind the casino is for people to bring you money. They bring you money twenty four seven, three sixty five, and you bankrupted a casino. That doesn't make any sense. And the House always wins, right? Isn't it stacked in favor of the House? The, ho- the House always wins, and he still went bankrupt. That, that well, is a conundrum. You know, but this is this is this is the the nightmare that we're posed with at this point. And how your feelings about this guy? When recently, what what he's done recently? Okay. Uh, do you see anything that he's done? That I mean, with, this year, this month alone, we had ninety-eight thousand jobs created in the entire country. All right, uh, the worst job creation since the Great Depression of the thirties. But, you know? but he, but he restates everything as a success. And then he comes out today and says, "I'm I created six hundred thousand jobs." 
Is that where? You know, where in your in your mind somewhere? You know, it's like it's like that nothing. He's just the. Do you know what the Do you know what the word Trump stands for in Old English? No, I don't. Great deceiver. You can look it up in the. <laughs> Great well, there we go. There we go. What's that? He said, "There we go." I said, yeah. "I said, there, there we go." I just found it. I, I put it up on my site today, yesterday, and I because I I saw it, I went, I can't believe it. The epistemology um, uh, 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 dictionary uh, online she came up with it. Showed it. There it was. You know, the uh, Trump. The word Trump, Old English, means the great deceiver. You know. <laughs> complex. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I 
and and where where we're going is the further um, neoliberal corptocracy controlling the interests of this country. It's all about outsourcing. It's all about markets and what's and and market driven. And it's all about uh, providing opportunity for business interests to take advantage at taxpayers' expense. Yeah, that's 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 what this thing is really all about. I, I think you're right. And but now, but do you think that with with me, I I cannot under any circumstances at this point have any faith whatsoever in the Democratic Party, all right? Whether oh, no, you can't. No, you can't. Party, neither political no, party. You... They're completely obsolete in it as far as I'm concerned. And that's why Trump won, essentially, was because of the revolutionary aspect that he had, which was to bring down the two well, parties. He, he, was a po- he, he campaigned as a populist. Yeah. But as soon as he... Well, he's taken office. He's well, once he destroyed, like a, virtually destroyed the Republican Party, okay, and, and the establishment. It's uh, the corporation now, of Trump. But exactly. But look yeah. at but look at the populism. But look at the populism that he played to. Uh, because this this the, these neoliberal uh, politics are being sold on the premise of racism, xenophobia, and fear of terror. Yeah. So so when you look at his populism, understand who he was appealing to and what was the basis of his appeal. The basis well, of his appeal was xenophobia, racism, yeah. and, and fear of terror. Pretty much. Pretty much, I, I have to say. But, but even more so, I think, was the disgust of... Most people, or a most lot of, America, of a lot of people, all right, of the Democratic Party putting up a a a, 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 a well, nightmare like 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 Hillary. I think they could have put up just about anybody else. Anybody and, and, could have made, and, and they probably would have beaten Trump. Right, but, but under this, I thing, I don't I don't debate that with you. In <laughs> Hillary Clinton was the worst possible candidate. Oh. I mean, when. When 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 you look at the poll at the approval ratings, the week before the election, yeah. Hillary Clinton was Hillary Clinton was at a negative twelve. Negative Donald 12. Trump negative twelve. Donald Trump was at a negative twenty six. Oh, so what we like what we man. were really dealing with were the two worst. Candidates possible, and somehow, and and, and somehow, and again through through uh, voter suppression and the cross check program, Hillary Clinton winds up losing to Donald Trump. Yeah. Oh God. I mean, you got you 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 got. I mean, if you want to talk about, I don't know if you're worse the 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 lesser of two evils. There was no lesser of two. There were two. Phenomenal evils, you know, and... Um, well, here, here's the thing about the lesser of two evils. 
that the lesser of two evils is still evil. That's, That's right. right. You know, you know, just just for as I know, I know we're we're almost on here, but you know, I ran I I ran for president as a write-in candidate. Uh huh. Last year, and honest, to, I, as a as a writing candidate, and honest to God, Wilmer, I I couldn't believe I put a platform out there and everything. I could not believe under any circumstances the kind of the kind of overwhelming response I got from all over the world. I got over thirty five within a year's time. I got over thirty five million uh, visitors. 185 million page views. People well, reading people my stuff. People were just looking for somebody. And almost, and almost a billion hits. Almost a billion. It was just phenomenal. I, I couldn't believe every, uh, you know, every minute I was going up another thousand, two thousand people, uh, two thousand visitors on on on, on my site. Well, and this lasted for for right up until June, when the Google, when Google destroyed the, uh, uh, changed all of its algorithms. And and put against and anything that was negative about Hillary was not put into their, any of their searches. All right, they wouldn't allow any negativity in the Google search for Hillary. Uh, Trump, you could put Trump, you could put anything negative, and it would come up. But under Hillary, what happened was is you immediately saw not only myself, but Natural News, uh, uh, Alex uh, Alex Jones websites, all of these things. Went, they they lost multi millions of, of of visitors. Okay, immediately, almost immediately, uh, right before the uh, the uh, June uh, 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 Democratic convention, uh, not convention, uh, um, uh, primary. And, uh-huh. Uh, uh-huh. After that, it was like you, <laughs> everybody was floating. Everybody was dead. Any opposition to Hillary was not heard. You know what I mean? And uh, on the internet, and well, uh, just got censored right out. The, the candidate that we liked, yeah. uh, he dropped out from Who was that? Virginia. Oh, Jim Webb, yeah. Jim Jim Webb. Oh, Jim Webb. Okay. I was for Jim Webb, right? But he he backed out when he said this thing was all rigged. He saw it and he said that. Uh, well, they him. hardly gave him a chance to even speak during the debates, and he had a real a lot of good things to say, and he was actually from West Virginia. And very sympathetic to the plight of uh, of, them, yeah. of, of citizens there and and other poor people. And he and was he Secretary had, of Navy under Reagan. He had a he had a lot of good experience, but mm. he they just threw him under the bus. They didn't want anybody like him. And he back. Right. 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 I thought he would have been. Uh, yeah, I can I can't He was too intellectual week. for um for maybe for voters. I mean, I don't know. For the average I, consumer. Yeah. Do you think so? Did you like him? Uh, well, there were there were things I liked about Jim Webb. I, I don't know that I would have supported Jim Webb to be president, but but Jim. But to your point, Jim Webb, very very smart guy, and uh, I think Jim. For me, Jim Webb was a little too conservative for me, but but uh, but a very very smart guy and, and a guy that I listened I listened to and I paid attention to because he's a very smart guy. Yeah, yeah, I thought yeah, he had exactly. a lot of really interesting things to say and a lot of good observations. And I and I thought he was not only interesting, but he but he was sincere. You know, he seemed to he, be. He seemed to be sincere. Yeah. But that, that I I would agree with that as well. Uh, one one uh, last statement. We're at the end of our show. Uh, could you give us some words of hope for for the future? 
Give our audience hope. Give it, give us a little hope. Do you yeah, see? Not, not the Obama hope, not the not the Trump hope, not the Bernie hope, but Wilmer's hope. Or or some or some advice if yeah. you if you can't give us that hope, that rainbow that we're looking for. Uh, maybe some advice to so, the. Uh, well, let me let me give the advice. Let me give the advice because the advice to me is what leads to the hope. Okay. The, the advice the advice is that that people have to read. People have to become more discerning uh, analysts, and they have to become political consumers. They, 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 I think a lot of people are now finding out that they can't just blindly follow either of the two parties because the, 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 the working class and the middle class people in this country are finding out that their best interests are not being considered. So, and, and, and when, you, when you read and when you watch, you, you can't just fall into the fox trap of, watching things to validate what you already believe. You've got to watch things that are going to challenge you to really explore the, explore the basis of what you think and why. That's true. And I think that is starting to occur, and that is what is giving me hope. I, I agree with you, but, you know, it's the Socratic method, you know, but they killed him. They killed Christ. They killed everybody who was a thinker. They killed him. Don't pour water on what I I I really appreciate what you had to say. Don't you think? Do you think most people are are better off just uh, you know planting daisies and uh, doing their spring thing right now? And it's like, my God, we're about ready to enter World War Two, three, and. it's like I I don't know, I don't but I I'm so. trying to stay positive, and I'm so grateful that you came on because we had a wonderful discussion tonight. Thank you, and let me just ask folks to go to my website wilmerleon.com and, and get the book Politics Another Perspective. Go to wilmerleon.com and get the book Politics Another Perspective. I hope many of our listeners do. It's going to take them a while to read it, but it's a good perspective. And thank you for writing that book. Yeah. Thank you very much, and I really appreciate. I've enjoyed our conversation. And uh, anytime you uh, you want me back, just give a call. I I will. I'd love to have you back on. Next time, next time, I I was wondering if if you might be interested in being on with a with a friend of mine who used to be the president of the. uh, Connecticut NAACP, but he is a very very strong activist. But he uh, he's having a, a terrific fight with them right now, and, and he's he's very angry at the uh, at, <laughs> at, at the black community because of their basically exactly what you've been saying. You know, for the same reasons. It's like you know you're fighting the wrong fight. You're backing people like Hillary. You're backing crazy bastards like the governor yeah. of Connecticut. Yeah. <laughs> you know? what, uh, yeah, what's his name? He's Democrats, you know, and all these crazy other people. But he, but he's so angry about it. But he, 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 would, might, he might be an interesting I think he, person I think he would really like, really, really. really sure. What, what's, his, what's his name? Jimmy Griffith. Jimmy Griffith. Oh, okay, sure. 
he's from Waterbury, Connecticut. Yeah, he lives in Waterbury. He's a nice uh, he's guy. Quite, a, quite a, an activist, like and, uh, but a uh, great guy. And I've uh, known him for a lot of years. Thank you very much for being on. Yes. We've come to the end of My our pleasure. show. My pleasure. And we'll be in touch. We will. Thank you very much. Good Take night. care. Bye-bye. Uh, Bye-bye. That was, uh, that was Wilmer Leon, and his book is um, 40 New Perspectives, uh, 80, 80, 80 Shades, shades of, of Black. Black. So please yes. get it, and uh, we hope you enjoy tonight's show. And you can download that if you go to uh, WilmerLeon.com, right. and you can download his book into like an e-book. Or you can probably get a hardcover. Um, Just go to his site. It's a long books. book. Um, and yeah, 80 essays. Yeah, yeah uh, and but, uh, very, very good. Yeah. You know, it puts up um, historical perspective yeah. and um, into racism and how that's affected the foundations and the continuation of our country. And that was why I asked him about plantations. Oh, yeah. So well, anyway, read it. Thank you, and, and uh, enjoy it. have a good night. Good night, folks.